This is the Hot Fish series from the University of Sterling. Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Hot Fish podcast series, where I talk to Dr. Abdullah Al Mamun, based at the Noakali Science and Technology University in Bangladesh. He's conducted field work in the Greater Kulna region of Bangladesh, where he found some really interesting impacts of shrimp culture. Mamun, can you give us a quick overview of these systems and explain why they've been so criticised? Thanks, Professor Dave, and uh, hello, listener. Um, Bangladesh Black Tiger Shrimp Culture System, locally known as uh, White Gold, for its international value, uh, has been criticised for exporting nutrients from Bangladesh where food security is already threatened to feed better consumers in wealthier countries. Uh, coastal aquaculture focusing on high-value shrimp production has also been criticized for a perceived range of uh, negative social and uh, environmental outcomes. The southwest coastal zone uh, has been called a food desert in the delta, um, bringing benefits to a minority and uh, causing salinization of soils that used to grow a range of food crops and with it a loss of food subordinity. Uh, a major criticism of shrimp farming in Bangladesh is its association with negative impacts on local diets and public health. But uh, these uh, criticisms have largely been based on isolated case studies and over time we know uh, that uh, these systems have evolved. So uh, my work set out to establish the situation on the ground based on uh, looking at a continuum of uh, how aquaculture is practiced from full salinity to full fresh water along the saline gradient that stresses from the sea inland. So the widespread mangrove destruction, which has generally been linked to extensive shrimp culture elsewhere in Asia, didn't, didn't seem to occur in this part of Bangladesh, I believe. The GIS, GIS studies I've seen appear to show that shrimp culture in the greater Kuna region has largely coexisted with the Sundarbans remaining intact as the largest tract of mangrove in the world. But the coastal zone is extensive, stretching from full seawater to freshwater. And I think you looked at how and where shrimp farming occurred and how important it was to the whole community. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, we based our study on field observations from four communities reaching from highly saline to freshwater areas of in southwest coastal Bangladesh. Uh, more than 60% households, but sometimes a much higher proportion 
across these communities observed were either directly involved in seafood farming or uh, engaged elsewhere in the seafood value chain. Our study set out to establish uh, how the type and location of aquaculture impacted on access to and consumption of aquatic animals. Additionally, uh, we assessed the effects of both household socioeconomic status and food allocation within families on individual diet and nutritional outcomes. In addition to uh, collecting information of uh, what types of food were consumed um, over a 24-hour period, we also analyzed uh, all the different um, aquatic animals consumed and for their nutritional value. Um, additionally, uh, we assessed the health status of a group we felt uh, was most likely to be vulnerable to uh, malnutrition. Uh, adolescent girls using N3 fat levels in their blood as a biomarkers. So concerning what the production systems were like, I think your observations even led you to question if they were really shrimp systems at all. Well, um, we found that uh, black tiger shrimp are never raised alone. Uh, it's not a monoculture. Rather, um, it's a type of extensive uh, polyculture system that uh, also produces different uh, types of fin fish uh, either stocked or after they enter the ponds naturally with inflow waters. Um, overall, uh, more than half the harvest is not shrimp or, or prawn in the freshwater areas, although uh, shrimp are processed and their tails exported, over 90% of the fish are consumed locally. Even um, nearly half of the shrimp actually stays local as the processing byproducts such as the inner muscle of the claw, the head uh, and the brain have become important cultural ingredients in uh, local diets. So you observe local benefits to people's diets. How did these vary across better off and poorer households and, and in communities that farm water of different salinity? Poorer households, although they achieved higher yields um, than the better off, produced less seafood because the area of ponds they stocked uh, were smaller, uh, sometimes much smaller. Mm. Further away 
from the sea uh, under low salinity or fresh water conditions vegetable production becomes important and um, can become a significant source of income and nutrition although uh, better of households consumed more fish than uh, poorer though there was a good deal of variability between the and within households in terms of their overall uh, diets you measured the omega 3 index which gives the level of good fats in the blood of adolescent girls and is in a bioindicator of overall good health can you share if there are any differences between the locations you worked in and the interpretation the results you found we uh, found some really uh, interesting results here um, the omega 3 index uh, in the young women we tested uh, tended to decline uh, with the salinity of the aquaculture systems in the um, same area uh, we found uh, the highest levels and best health outcome levels in the most saline location uh, when we looked at the differences uh, in their diets um, we found that fish uh, especially tilapias uh, that uh, breed and recruit in the brackish water uh, and small mangrove fish we are consumed in considerable quantities and when uh, we assessed omega 3 levels in all the species of fish consumed uh, across the zone um, we found higher saline environments resulted um, in uh, better omega 3 levels across the range of more than 50 species wow that's interesting and any differences in the omega 3 levels in the samples taken from poor and better off households no uh, and that's possible um, explained by the fact um, that the tilapias are uh, pretty freely available uh, at the community level they are uh, literally everywhere and not considered valuable so a key element in ensuring that nutritional benefits accrue to local people in these so-called shrimp systems is that they're not really just shrimp at all but rather polycultures uh that's very much the case and something policy makers really need to understand uh, there is tendency for them to look to optimize the high value shrimp uh, through promoting intensification and uh, monocultures something that has happened uh, very rapidly in neighboring countries um, this would be a real risk to the uh, local nutritional gains uh, we have uh, observed in this part of bangladesh um we need to focus on telling our story 
of how the uh, free range shrimp uh, produced in this system is actually old uh, more than intensively raised shrimp uh, produced elsewhere well i can certainly say it tastes great and of course western consumers are very used to paying more for free range naturally produced food it also highlights the fact that the nutritional value of food is often impacted by the agroecology of the production system are there any implications for climate change with the systems you observed we didn't um, assess climate change impacts um, through the study per se uh, but uh, it certainly uh, gave rise to some interesting questions um, whereas the freshwater systems were largely fed and thus the greenhouse gas emissions uh, would be strongly uh, related to them the brackish water systems uh, were extensive and uh, received very few nutrients uh, these shallow tidal fed system are more likely uh, to be carbon sinks and to retain carbon than be major sources but these coastal systems are surely very vulnerable to any sea level rise linked to climate change yes uh, coastal bangladesh uh, is an area of particular uh, vulnerability to salinization uh, especially due to coastal cyclone surges that can uh, salinate large areas um, and uh, shrimp farming uh, has been associated with exacerbating it as uh, shrimp grows better in uh, brackish water but um, arguably uh, aquaculture as practice is a mitigation strategy uh, shrimp farming has tended to return to productivity more quickly uh, than agricultural crops that uh, after coastal surges have very low productivity for several years so aquaculture is currently practiced needs to be better understood for the complex and resilient food system it is Mm, very much uh, so uh, understanding their intrinsic diversity uh, that these systems demonstrate and their important nutritional and uh, livelihood benefits really uh, needs to better known well thanks for those insights mamun and to all the collaborators who were involved in this work the EU framework 7 and imana programs that funded it and of course to you for listening until the next hotfish podcast goodbye this podcast has been produced at the university of stirling's institute of aquaculture with financial assistance from the belmont forum on climate and health thank you for listening